Welcome to Founders Field Note, the podcast where you can learn from founders how to be a founder. I'm Jason Klug, CEO and founder of Klugonics Group and serial entrepreneur. Okay, so this week's episode is exciting because it's a good friend of mine and mentor and advisor of many years, Scott Paul. He's also a serial entrepreneur. He taught me how to be a serial entrepreneur. So he was a former employer of mine. He was my last and final employer. And I remember the day I interviewed with him, I told him that this is going to be my last official interview ever for a job. And it was true. So he definitely added a lot of value in my life and inspired me to become who I become. So Scott founded many companies such as Armor Active, which is the one that I used to work for, Instafluence, Wooly, which is now Roster, uh, and he's an angel investor in many companies, just to name a few like Gab Wireless, Neighbor, Volley, Jump. I, I can't even name them all. There's so many of them on his list. So he's also a cryptocurrency enthusiast. He's part of companies like Giddy, and he's very active in the community all over LinkedIn. He's kind of a LinkedIn influencer at this point. So thanks for watching or listening. I try to dig a lot of dirty stuff out of them. So hopefully it's interesting. Welcome back. All right. We're back again with Scott Paul. After that commercial break. I didn't, I didn't do any research for you. <laughs> you did the first time around. Uh, yeah. That was and I already signed my name somewhere. Yeah. You just, you just can't sign again. All right. We'll find the old clips. That's fair. Yeah. Where do we start? Did we go back to your childhood? Should we go back to your childhood? You'd like to. What was your first business that you started before uh, Armor Active? Ooh, actually. Did you sell lemonade? I know. I remember. The, you just, I just recall the feeling I got when I realized you could make something. You can sell a little it for further more money. Back. Yeah. You can sell it for more money, and it was shorts. Shorts? It was like prints. Yeah, it was like... Prince. Like LuLaRue stuff? No, it was like you could just put together. This is in the 80s. You put together like, I think I was eight years old. And I'm like, Mom, can you sew these into shorts? And it was like this print of like neon something. And and I don't think I sold a pair, but to maybe one friend. You wanted to, though. Yeah, I wanted to. I realized, I realized that you could create a product in arbitrage, you know, sell yeah. for more than you put into it. And that's a... That's a big lesson for a kid. So that's what you understood, the unit economics of something that could build a business with, yeah, or at least that, make was, money with. definitely that shorts, that short mm-hmm. company. So how did the, how'd you make a die line for that to make shorts fit people properly, <laughs> or did they not fit properly? I don't even, I think I wore them only. How old were you then? I think I was literally eight. Okay, so number eight years old was your first one. It was just, that's when I realized you can like hustle something. Yeah. Okay, so moving forward in your life. You're sitting in college, class, you buy stock for Apple. That was my first, that was my undergrad. Yep, sitting in as undergrad, a, you buy stock State. for Apple. Do you know why? iPod came out. Well, it was, it was that, yeah, well, it had just come out and everyone was wearing those white AirPods. Yeah. It was like the first version had the white things. Right. And I like just got this free grant from the, the state to do my education. So they paid me. A FAFSA grant or something. Wow. Free money back yeah. in 2002 or three. Mm-hmm. And so I took that money and I, and I found at the time was, it was Scott Trade, $7 Trades. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the degen in me, this is pre-crypto. So I was like, I wanted to do something pre-Robinhood. Just wanted to trade some stocks. And Apple seemed like a good bet. It was like two bucks at the time. Whoa. It's a really weird time to get into wow. Apple. They had, they had not really come out of their... Slump they, from Steve Jobs was just gonna his crack on it. And, yeah, know, he's coming back in at that the point. The new Mac OS just yeah. launched, and that was cool. You could just burn a DVD real yeah. easy. Yep, and uh, gonna interface, and then and I held on to that stock. I bought like ten thousand dollars of Apple stock, and I held on to it for a few years. I like almost fourteen x my money. I can't remember. It was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And now it's like and this is it. for a college student. Yeah. Yeah, like a junior in college or something. That's my yeah. That's my pretty much my second year of college, and yeah, and my wife made me sell it because she's like, and this was a, smart of her. You know, yeah, take some gains off the table. Right, should have kept it. But you didn't sell all of it though, did you? I, did. I sold all of it. Oh well. Well, the most most of it, the rest didn't even matter. It was so I, I sold. It was it was six figures for yeah, which was a lot for a ten. So you put and you put a down payment on a home and stuff, uh-huh. your condo yeah. or your your yeah, uh, town townhome, home and yeah, paid off school and stuff. Great, whatever I had. I had a win really young to see. Oh, yeah. you can you can take risks, mm-hmm. and that could have gone the other way. I could have lost the money totally. But you can take 
risks and then multi, you know do way better than you possibly could um, doing an hourly job or some some secure type of income. Like I learned very quickly that high risk can do multiples instead of percentages. You want instead of a percentage signal behind your mm-hmm. your return, you I want wanted an X. To X. Yeah, and Love that's that. that's fascinating. Okay, so multiples. so you're. In college, you graduate, you got an undergrad in what? The undergrad was in economics and international studies. And I, cool. It was a good little mix for what I thought I was going to do at the time, which was go do, I want to do like sustainability and, and internationally, like some type of green energy. Solar was kind of being talked really? about. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't really know that. Into, yeah. I wanted to go and like figure out ways to do like enterprise, but some type of green enterprise. I didn't know at the time what it entailed and all the, all the things took me more down an engineering path and mm-hmm. not a business path. I didn't, I knew I wasn't good at math or engineering. So I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, I gotta, I gotta figure out business first. So I kind yeah. of, I kind of naturally went into sales and business. Did you go right into an MBA after? No, and I graduated jumped in 2005 around for a bit. and then I went to MBA in, in 2009. You jumped around a little bit, right? Yeah. I went and did sales. I went and worked for a lot of companies doing sales. Yeah. And then I learned how, like I learned how the companies. Uh, worked at and like I watched the bosses I always had and mm-hmm. and I thought to myself like what do they what do I like that they're doing what would I do differently if mm-hmm. I was running this ship so that finally hit when I in fact one of my jobs I took all the money I made in sales and I paid an engineer to help make helicopters or oh or the drones, drones. Yeah. with Nick it was before Nick it was before Nick Michael this guy named yeah it was an awesome engineer helping me out is it Russ. No, Russ? Guy, no, you never met this guy, Michael no? Colton. Yeah, he's an okay. engineer. Uh, but Russ came in, and, yeah. and Nick came in after that, and that was mm-hmm. that was like first time I had an employee where I'm like, I'm taking my money from my day job and basically giving it to him. And this to is start very. This, this is 2007 or eight. Yeah, very early in the drone game. Yeah, this was before. This was the first drone I remember seeing the video when I first saw a drone. Yeah. It was over in Germany. It was called a microcopter, mm-hmm. and I was trying to say like, guys, this is going to change. The video game for because we were, I was at a company that was selling videos done by big helicopter well helicopters that you had to like steer and yeah, have yeah. a helicopter pilot but, but RC helicopters mm-hmm. and I'm like I just don't think I don't think the helicopters we're doing right now are going to film be filming once these drones happen and everyone's like yeah I don't know they're not reliable and then you mm-hmm. know not even a short three four years yeah now they're it's only drones the mo- yeah mainly you, drones. you would never do anything but a drone so taste of entrepreneurship there. For sure, and you—I remember you did like stuff in Moab and stuff, right? Where yeah, you yeah, filmed yeah, like yeah. tourist videos and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah that's fun. Make... I remember we went down to that. Remember we rented that freaking uh, UTV, and your guys's video was still playing in the oh in the, yeah, in the little rental shop yeah. that we made for that group. Yeah, yeah, that's that was funny. fun. Okay, so so you go to school. Get your MBA. I don't know why you would, but you, you felt like it was necessary at the time. I think a lot of people are like, and the only reason that you, someone could collect that much money for an MBA mm-hmm. like a, the, is that people must feel like they are trapped. Yeah. Right. Or they just don't know what's next. Exactly. They don't yeah. know what's next. And so it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a way to buy time and people think they'll go learn some skills or maybe make some connections. But the truth is an MBA is a total waste of money for most yeah. Versus starting a business like Armor Start a Active. business, go find online communities. So Armor you, Look at YouTube. So I, I went to the MBA and then I ended up making the business about the same two weeks I started. Or I, started yeah. I was you, so bored. I just you're started sitting working. in class. Sitting in class at the back and like I'm never going corporate. I need to do something. And you buy the domain. Bought the domain iPad enclosures first, yeah. Did you have the idea of the iPad enclosure before the domain or did you buy the domain? I had the idea first. It was actually a pivot. So I was trying to make a... A kiosk that was using this brand new iPad to help tourism industry so they could go like see what's around the area when you go mm-hmm. in a hotel. I was trying to make software that you could you know use and get ideas of what there is to do in a city when you mm-hmm. land at a hotel instead of all the pamphlets of paper yep. and the brochures. I'm like, oh, let's make that digital, really mm-hmm. inexpensive kiosk. And in order to like get the uh, iPad secure in the lobby of the hotel, there necessitates some type of secure enclosure so the iPad would be stolen. So I had a prototype made, and that prototype was simple enough, and that's what the hotels wanted. They didn't want. They actually asked, like, you know, I don't really like the software, but that, that case is cool, and they want to just put their hotel like 
room rates and their visuals there. And so they actually informed me that maybe my software wasn't going to be the nice thing. And the software was going to take tons of work to do anyway, mm-hmm. lots more money. And so I just ended up making these metal boxes, had like 10 of them made, took a photo of them, and then I bought iPad enclosures and, mm-hmm. and then I put that up on the website. It was just a, it was just a metal enclosure as the, the main, the main header of the whole website. And mm-hmm. then like, I can't even explain how quickly the calls started coming in. Google must index it was crazy. really quickly. And then I was shipping to, you know, all over the world, all over the world instantly because yeah. of the key name was what they were looking for. And so, and this is a garage business at first. Yeah, the in the home garage business. Working with Laser Jake. Laser Jake was Ken there at that time. Ken joined really quickly. Ken yeah. joined quickly, yeah. and then Andrew, Andrew salesman was, number Andrew one, was on the first. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then uh, about there's about twenty people, and then you came along. Yeah, Maybe 15, 20. I was like fifteen, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I started yeah. in sales. Yeah, that's right. And and it was funny because all the calls that would come in, I was basically doing research versus actually getting deals. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah you're already. Like, so what do you need, actually? Okay, we don't have that, but what if we made that for you? How many would you buy? <laughs> oh, director the, of product at IBM ever. calls. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're important. Let's chat for a minute. <laughs> we know. don't have that, but I can make that for you. Give me a day. Can do, we meet again tomorrow? Do you know how worried I was? Like, I knew these big names were calling in, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, so concerned that most of the sales guys were, like... Had no way to handle it. You know, shows the two products we had, and like if it didn't fit, yeah, they'd, I don't know if they knew how to like sell a custom until I came in, and then you came and started like then we could start engineering and actually some of the biggest deals we ever you, had revenue wise were just a little. They needed one extra hole in the metal or like one go extra. Pay go. Yeah, they need a. Well, that's a complete custom. Yeah, that was a complete. The, what was that? Uh, did you pay for that? What did I name that? <laughs> that remember the um, the Pike. Yeah, the Pike. Yeah, that was the, my POS. What do we name the the waterproof one? The Proteus, Proteus, which I have right over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's right there, laying oh there. Gosh, See, that's really the one you peed on. Okay. Literally, prototype number one. <laughs> Did you hear this story, Aaron? Okay, prototype number one, Scott. You know, I, I we received it and we screwed it together. I put an iPad in there. We determined it was waterproof, so it worked. So the idea was, let's make a viral video of Scott Ball playing Angry Birds with his piss. This is the longest thing I've ever seen. So, like, like all seen? all these dudes go into the men's bathroom, and they're taking turns peeing on an iPad. In my this, very this, first prototype, this is see my if the professional would actually move the, to see if we could play the, Angry Birds with cameras all pointing on it and stuff. And I I'm can't like, believe you have this. This is the best job. Of course, I'm going to say that was my first prototype ever. How much did that cost? Like 200 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad. It worked. It was was watertight. Yeah, remember we wanted to make it like this beefy outdoor thing that can withstand the Mm -hmm. elements. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that you gave me a a sandbox to experience, you know, business, but, you know, still add value, obviously. You were out going out and building all the value. You were going out and building all the... Like contractors and figure well, out who could do what. But the interesting thing was, is you'd, you'd have a, a salesman would walk into my my office and be like, "We got this client. It's okay. Let's get a call going. Yeah. Do the discovery process. Pick the client's brain. Figure out their needs. Yeah. Formulate this. You know what the perfect product would be. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board. Draw it up. 3D model it. Render it. Yeah. Go back. Pitch it. You know, with Ken figuring out the cost and the doability and manufacturing and stuff. Yeah. And then we were just start. We were just doing that every day. I love that you have this stuff around because and I, of course, I have, such, I have such PTSD from that. It's a building that block. I don't keep any of it. No, it's a building block for my career. You know what I have? I always go back and tell the story and show LeBron James in front of all the. That's cases. right. That's all you had at the, t- the, the time. <laughs> it was great. With it his shoes like he's, and all like the he's pointing to our iPads, but he's just talking about his shoes. He's talking about his sneakers in his store down in Miami. This what was a like great 10 experience. Years ago. But the things that, you know, <laughs> with that business is you... That's you, like 10 years ago. That's yeah, insane. You built an awesome culture. Yeah. Everybody yeah, you were doing was, it here. You got your Friday lunch here. I loved it. it. I kept a lot of that stuff here because it, it everybody looked forward to Friday lunch. Yeah. You know? But you, everybody was not only loyal, but they, they worked hard and they were all part of the mission. You yeah, know? it was a really flat organization. I don't yeah. feel like anyone... There's some some people have beef with Kyle, you know the, yeah. the boss sometimes, but yeah, everyone Mr. Operations, Mr. Operations, yeah, Mr. Business, right? <laughs> but most, yeah. for the most part, I felt like it was a lab where everyone was just having fun and yeah, goofing but off. we were building value a ton. In, you know, we I were, mean, that's what, that's what you're supposed to do when you're yeah, having fun. It was great. The some other people thing, think that having fun and building value are like 
I think those are congruent. On the, you can have on fun the, in building value. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's actually so really fun to build value. Th- this is something interesting, though. That I, is another takeaway that I had from working with you is that you founded a business within a business hmm. with Voto, and then oh, Instafluence, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, we've done that here with the brands we've built. Yeah. You know, on top of using having all the product development, manufacturing resources, it's like okay. Let's build some brands. Yeah, I basically right? took everything that would have been like salary or money that I, mm-hmm. as an owner, could have kept mm-hmm. and changed my financial situation. Instead, I invested in a, a mobile app that, that never ended up. But they did work together. I think they though. got like $4,000. It was supposed to. They the, worked the together. The original idea was going to work together. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing with Vodo was, you know, the shoe store, the sunglass store. Yeah, you was, you have the physical that kiosk. Us, that gave me the idea. Was we were talking to them. Yeah. And they had this idea. And I yeah. Were, this kiosk where you were going to like try on mm-hmm. glasses and get feedback from your friends. And they didn't, it was a localized experience. I'm like, that should just be a social network. Yeah. And it had a tied into a physical device. Yeah. I remember making all of the Voto kiosks uh-huh. examples for you to pitch with. I don't think one of them ever got made. No. I think no. the locker one or the, yeah. fo- the photo of the shoe. The even. shoe one. But then the thing was, is that with that, you built a social network well, uh, yeah, social, yeah, you know, which network. is I still think a very well put together and built it was, app. It was a fun app for a while. It there. was good. Had a lot of people. And then on it. from that, you learned influencer marketing very early stage, where you had ten year olds and fifteen year olds with meme accounts that you were asking to post photo for five bucks or twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I think we could. You know, back then you get one hundred fifty thousand follower account. You, yeah, you on, got on a Instagram half a million for users. dollars and or in PayPal. You got a half a million users, yeah. Yeah, you remember and that, then yeah. you're like, "Oh wow, this is in- influencer marketing." Yeah, yeah. And then actually, what actually came out of it is Instafluence. Yeah, so out of, yeah, out of that app, it wasn't. It's like we went. What I thought was going to be a ticket was a technology company, a social network, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it ended up turning into a service, which was helping other apps grow their their downloads through influencers, and so and that ended up at Disney. Yeah, um, a, a company of Disney bought that in 2015, and. Well, after Armor Active had already sold. Yeah. So you yeah. sold Armor Active, then you pretty much bailed. Yeah, that was April 14th. I never went back to the office. Yeah. Like I said, I had PTSD. I was like, I don't ever want to see another enclosure. I remember you had to like beg me to stick around for a few months. Did I? Remember that? Like when I was like, Scott, I want to quit and start my company now. Buy me a computer. Yeah. Did you, you stick around a little and bit? And I convinced you, you bought me a computer. Oh, so you didn't. So I didn't convince you to stick around. No, you, you said went. I had to stay around for three months. So okay. I stuck around for three months. Yeah, that's and then I bailed. Yeah, good to get a paycheck for a little bit. Yeah, but I had that Best Buy deal, so I had cash. Oh, so the timing was right. After I bailed, and you bailed, and everybody just kind of fell away. So, founding a business out of a business, selling Armor Active, your first baby, and collecting your first big check. Yeah, it's a real thing. Let's talk about that. Do you remember going to Taco Bell, which is like right here with me? Uh huh. And it was right before the exit. Uh huh. What happened? You and I went to Taco Bell together. Yeah. And we're sitting in the drive-thru, and you're like... I'll never have to go to Taco Bell again. No, 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 no. You told me how much you were going to make out of it. Oh, really? And you were, like, asking me if you should do it or not. Oh, if I should actually sell the company? I'm like, yeah, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Take your money. Well, it's a big, but it's a big question that people it was, it, have to ask. I think like, the timing was right, because you're kind of bored of it. Yeah, I was bored of it, and I was you, already on to something else. But, it, but you don't just, just sell a company just because you don't... Like, some people believe, like... For example, what we're doing right now, yeah, Kirk will never sell his company, and so it's like I like the attitude. I didn't know back then that yeah. you could even sell a company. So when I got an offer, it was like, "You mean I can have lifetimes of earning and stop working right now?" And the answer is yes. Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely the times where you good. wouldn't when when you wouldn't though. Or th- right. If you knew that if you felt really strong about the market or the mm-hmm. product and what you're coming out with, and, or it's a good cash cow. And, yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't really trust any of that. It was hard work. Yeah. We had a lot of employees for. A lot of headcount for not that much EBITDA and, and Seriously, revenue. yeah. In fact, I'm sometimes surprised it even sold. <laughs> yeah. You think you made the right decision? I do. In retrospect, 100%. Yeah, because yeah. you had other stuff on the horizon because Instafluence yeah, was starting to go. To, I had that to do for sure. You know, and then you put on your investor hat. Yeah, and then it allowed me to put some coin away for angel investing. And, and so that would have never, my side of my life would have never happened probably. And you I bought did. some Bitcoin. And if you, yeah. The next you changed your life. Yeah, now it's true. Now it's, now it's less than that now. Yeah, right. No, I'm just kidding. You I bought, bought it at you, 220 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say, you bought it way lower. Yeah. Yeah. 
whenever I feel down about it, I'm like, wait a second, it's still worth it's a still lot funny of money. money. Yeah, it's still worth a lot more than what I bought it. Right. So, yeah. so that was a um, pivotal moment. It was interesting because you went on like a little bit of a, almost like this purgatory or like this limbo, but then Instafluence started demanding more of your time. Before that sold, everybody goes through when any but anybody sells something, mm -hmm. or like, yeah, it's every time like you, you kind of give something over to somebody else, and like the power dynamic changes, and there's a little bit of a loss of feeling. It just changes. So I've seen that in all my friends who've had any type of exit. Mm -hmm. You your incentives change. Your your goal post changed, everything changes. So like I was in limbo for a little bit, but yeah, that company Instafluence was doing influencer marketing for lots of brands and my partner Nikel was very goal oriented and wanted to make mm -hmm. it a massive you know, she wanted to have a ten million dollar sales year pretty much and in the first year of business and she she more or less accomplished these things within within the first eighteen months. It was incredible. And that was yeah. that company was in Arizona and then when it got bought we all had to move to LA. And so I got to... Which was weird. It was a little weird. I remember being sad there. that you left. Yeah. 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 But it was you good, knew though. I wasn't staying out there, though. No, I know, but it was just still... It was weird, though. Like, yeah, it was weird. Some people could have got stuck out in L.A. We, yeah. we were we were about nine months and came back. Yeah. I you, just went into their HR portal uh -huh. and, like, changed my address one day and then moved home. <laughs> and, yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. got the paychecks, went to the new, yeah. my oro house here in Utah. So, yeah. so uh yeah, it's interesting. It feels like kind of like an episode of like Silicon um, Valley or something. Like we were quite literally paid to do nothing. I was going to say, Disney. I can't imagine you sitting in a big office full of people trying to figure out what to actually do. No, yeah, I was not. <laughs> Just like, was, what would I Scott was, do? I was a total liability. Did you have a boss even? Kind of, like they all my partner. Oh, okay, but, but I was yeah. a total liability. I was always like... In meetings sometimes, and I was just there to goof off and be a class clown. You were like pitching pet fluence and stuff. 100%. I was like doing all these other businesses. What about this? What about dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time I, one time I was just playing with a lighter and I burnt my chest, my my happy trail, and yeah. it lit up my chest. And I've in the middle of a meeting, a meeting, and I torched that room. Turned it was so stinky in there, <laughs> and there and I. I, and I just thought it was a normal day, but they like those employees are pretty shocked. They're like, "What is going Who on? Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, and I just like. Do, that. Does he have to come with this package <laughs> deal? Is it? <laughs> so you got some corporate experience. That was like, yeah, I got yeah. I got eight nine months of corporate. Experience. Yeah, but they pay me for two years and a lot of money too. So that's good. That's the most I've ever been paid. That's great. I've met like a salary. That's the most I've ever been paid. Yeah. Was, was the Disney salary. That's great. And then you move back, and then um, then you were for sure in limbo for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you tried investing in some failures and some. Uh, so I came back 2016, and mm -hmm. but I started Wooly. So I actually right. started a new company. Did you out start Wooly right after? Pretty much when I got to Disney, I okay. started that company, which is basically a, it's like a competitor. A, what I was trying, I was trying. It's to, like sales floor, force for influencers, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I guess in a way. so. Honestly, yeah. yeah. And that was called Roster, the and what it program. is, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a way to manage your brand ambassadors. That's like the first time you started a brand and almost like stepped away, though. You founded it. You uh, got it going. Yeah, I stuck with it for five years, and yeah. then I just, I just didn't have it in me anymore. That was you, too many years for me. I don't go that long on anything, and so I, yeah, I had my friend come over to CEO, and then he recapitalized it, and mm -hmm. that was a pretty good company, I, honestly. Yeah. It's always been a good company. We've well, been just, using it. It's good. Oh, you do? Yeah, That's I think great. we still use it. But I, I remember, do. It's just, it's, I remember SaaS is hard because it's like you yeah. don't really. It's not like something that sits on your phone really easy, like a game to play. It's yeah, you got to log in and mm -hmm. like do work. And it's I hate B two B sales. Yeah, know? I don't want anything that requires me to not have. If I'm doing something on my computer, it better mm -hmm. be really easy. I don't want to yeah. play with like Excel sheets and stuff. I want. It's great for the brands that you know as a tool. So yeah, yeah. Well, someone's doing some Martech and they're really smart and they know how to do that and they're. Mm -hmm. And that's great for those people that are making strategies, but that's why I never was good at that company is because I wasn't like the I wasn't the user, so I didn't know what to do for it. I kept trying to make it more of a consumer you kept, company. Remember, we went to the cabin that one night, and yeah. you were just like, you were spitting out so many ideas about what roster could become. No, I want to make it this. I want to make it the marketplace. 
I want to make it this. You're trying to make wanna, the marketplace for like review, like people, yeah, personal reviews. Of you're things. like, but wait, what if you buy a couch? What happens to you know? Oh yeah, you kept, that's how I like to. So think you kept about having it. all these ideas, but the thing is, is that I didn't have a team yeah, to execute on anything. That's what either. I was gonna say. You hadn't even dialed the main product yeah. yet, and weren't monetizing. Well, it we yet. were a SaaS company, so so it was you never... weren't. They weren't running as fast as you wanted to run. Well, but I think it was smart for the company for you to step away, though. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. yeah. And then you kind of I get now I get to do what I want. Man, I went to. DeFi crypto land and, mm-hmm. and now personalized medicine. Yeah, which is exciting. Supplement. And my roles are mostly around like sharing. I've always had, yeah. a, I've always like, my skills aren't like project management or, you know, I'm not doing any, I'm not, I'm not doing fancy decks and making presentations. I don't have those skills. I, I, I generally like to find things that are, like startups or anything that are kind of ready and then put fire on them. Advisor, yeah. We'll just get, get them, connect them to the right people, yeah. the money, get them there, mm-hmm. you know, tinker with their idea a bit because sometimes there's huge changes you can make in the first year mm-hmm. that will actually help you find that product market fit. Just like little changes or like little things you should drop. A lot of people think too hard on things. They're trying to do too many things and that's, yeah. that everyone's a victim of that. Mm-hmm. You've you seen several, me do that. You have several companies here, right? Yeah. Like, Apple doesn't have several companies. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, they have se- several um, departments. Sure. So sure, I look but, at my companies as yeah. departments now. Okay. But I did have to focus for a while before I was able to successfully do a side company. Here's something that's interesting that people don't see is they always see your your wild wig covered side and your <laughs> goofy posts. But I've seen, now knowing you for 10 years as like an advisor, I've seen your very serious advisor role. Or like personality. Yeah, I've been. You've cried to me on the phone before. Yeah, well, you've cried to me too. I know. But I've seen that side of you that most people think, "Who is this guy, and why would anybody give him money or something?" I think right? That's why I do the wigs. I know it works. It's, it's a it's juxtaposition. Well, it, dri- it drives attention to you, feet. which gives you clout, which makes more opportunities come to you, which is valuable. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that it is a world where attention is almost everything, mm-hmm. and if you can garnish attention. Without with low costs, like mm-hmm. low, if you can do something that will get more attention without spending the money to buy people's eyeballs, that's gold. That's gold. And so, yeah. I, in a weird way, I think everyone should be mm-hmm. attention seeking. Yeah. And and it's just hard to do because it's like we're we're kind of people have a lot of a lot of people have respect for themselves, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they don't want to make a fool of themselves. Yeah. And once you realize you can make a fool of yourself online, mm-hmm. and it actually gets you your goals and your dreams come true then you stop worrying about mm-hmm. doing whatever the hell you want to do. And that's, it's a little counterintuitive, but it, um, and I actually don't think most of the population wants to be chaotic online, wild, you know, doing yeah. a, doing a comedy bit all the time. I think sure. a lot of people don't have any interest. They're happy yeah. with how they are running their thing. I'm really impatient and super hyperactive and I have to, Yeah, I, I don't even plan on making a scene. It just happens. Mm-hmm. So, but, that, but, that being said, you're you you drive in a lot of attention and opportunities where people come and they want to pitch you, and then well, you almost I have make a venture it, fund. So yeah, it's like, it's you make it money. like a public thing, right? Yeah. So Convoy Ventures, yeah, Convoy, and you focus a, on co-founder led businesses or started I like, businesses. I like to I like two people making a company. Mm-hmm. I like a CTO and a CEO. Yeah, cool which makes sense. But designer. the interesting thing is, is that the difference of of you online versus sitting with you talking business strategy, growth strategy, and stuff like that is just a very different Scott. Probably. It definitely is. I've seen uh, it. Well, because I I, I say things online that are also the same person. Oh, totally. Yeah. But what you're kind of saying is like, maybe don't judge a book by cover. If the the wig clown on roller skates are one will, if you're just writing them off for a a crazy pothead, you'd be right. But advisory here and there well he, the th- can, he can pull out some wisdom some nuggets <laughs> but the thing is is that i feel like people might see you know bitcoin jesus as this this guy that just got in bitcoin at 200 bucks and now has a bunch of money and you know yeah, doesn't always do it but you know how much, there's you know a how very much, sophisticated how- version of you that is a founder that is a a you know a, a past ceo that under has a deep you know understanding of business strategy well, well, and this? building and growing a business like i feel like 
you know, that side of you is, uh, that's more of the side that I know. So when people always say like, Oh, what's weird Scott doing these days? <laughs> like people are like, is Scott okay? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's yeah. fine. Cause it, when we have our conversations yeah. and we're talking about something with my business or something with the rye or whatever, it's like completely different than that person you see yeah, out there. And it, I just, I just think it's like people ask, I often want to know if I'm okay. That's yeah. But I know you are, you're just exploring well, a new I'm, version. Of usually yourself. I'm just doing yeah. my thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't know me like you do, so they don't. They're just the online antics. He's so. much more sophisticated than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I've learned a lot from you know. I appreciate. That. Think about decisions that I've made where it's like, okay, before I do this, let me throw this at Scott. What would Bitcoin Jesus do? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, remove Bitcoin from this because all the the DeFi stuff I've put money in of yours has not been doing well lately. But that's okay. It will in the future. I think it will. I don't think. I think go, in I don't 2027, think we're going to a more centralized world. I think yeah. we're going to a decentralized world. Well, I'm wondering, and I always thought too. It's like, what if this economy and the fact that we're going into a recession? You know, even though Bitcoin and all the cryptocurrencies are down right now, but could it be a reason for cryptocurrencies to get above the dollar? I've in seen, a way, I've seen plenty of conspiracy conspiracy theorists Theorist, type yeah. saying that is what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I've learned to not actually follow anybody's predictions because mm. oh, it's, it's, no one it's knows. Just, it's just nobody knows. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the funny thing is, yeah, I did buy cheap Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but I bought a lot of it. Yeah, and guess what? I didn't sell it. Yeah, and so Hoddle. did I get lucky? You know how many times people told me to sell like my Apple stock or right. whatever? No, no, no. And Have so you, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of. I'm gonna say a lot of grit. Mm-hmm. And not taking chips off the table. Mm-hmm. Well, trust me that I'm gonna hodl my my giddy for a while. Might as well. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> it's good though. I, no, hodl, hodl. Um, I, 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 I think lot. I've done some wrong. I think I've done some wrong there. I actually think mm-hmm. I've changed my attitude. I don't think you should. I think you should have a strategy, just as you should acquire coins through dollar cost averaging. You mm-hmm. should. You should divest Absolutely. in the same way. Yeah. And so what yeah. the mi- biggest mistake I made is. is I didn't divest enough. I divested through, you know, sometimes buying things with Bitcoin or like investing in Dry Home. Yeah, which is now with crypto. Yeah, can we talk about that? You gave me two bitcoins. Did I really? Yeah. When you what, don't were they priced, what it was they worth like twenty two grand combined. It was two bitcoins about twenty two grand. Okay, you gave me two bitcoins and now it's worth forty five times what you get <laughs> with the, what Dry Home's four hundred nine A valuation is That's at right great. now. Okay, so that, so, so I forty five xed it. Yeah. Versus Bitcoin can, can now. I, can you give me the. Would you, not be. It, can you give it, me the 90 Bitcoin back or what is that? No, it's two Bitcoin, back. which was yeah. worth like 11 grand a pop at the time. Yeah. So, so, so when now do I it's get worth to, like 17. So, so but you know what so, the problem is? But now, Dry is not liquid. There's no liquidity pool. So I can't no, actually. No, you're going to have to hodl with me, big guy. It's <laughs> a forced hodl right there. Yeah, it is. But, uh, and that is the problem with anything that's not on chain is the liquidity crunch that I people get are it. in with startups. Yeah. Someday I think we'll have be in a world where. Where my shares of Dorai would mm. be, um, you mean when I take it public? Repo, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But um, some, I think we're going to learn how to do things where where things are exchangeable and transact. You can make transaction with you yeah. know equity in a very s- small stage. Yeah, makes sense. Because all the stuff that's causing that not to happen right now is a bunch of legal jargon and right. bull crap, and that's all being replaced with smart contracts mm-hmm. on you know, the uh, Ethereum networks and stuff. You yeah. can do most of these, you can create stuff and shares and who has it and make it easily transferable. It, it causes some concerns because like then if your employees start buying a ton or selling it, like it's, it, it, it could cause like some really nice loyalty, Are but also gamifying your day by day operations. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and like, that's what's oh, happening. Wait, payrolls tomorrow. Wait, someone just, a whale just sold. <laughs> that's actually brilliant. You know, yeah. like that's what, that, that would, would be just that, chaos. That would happen. You so. almost need it separate from your Well, and that's what operation. happened to Giddy is Giddy is an app and a token and, yeah. and people are not separating the token from the app. Right. You know, sometimes it's like, geez, if we didn't have the token, people would not be fixating on this mm-hmm. price, this this thing that of this token instead they would be looking at the utility of the well, app. look at look at crypto.com and then of course they have their token yeah. which is chronos right yep. yeah Cro, yeah yeah so it's like you know when you when you think of crypto.com you think of crypto.com and then chronos is just one of the tokens on there that's what it that's would true. eventually but you named it the same versus we we, we the, oh yeah yeah know, see so that maybe, might have been a 
that might have been a downfall. Yeah, I wonder what that's. I love it though. I think I don't think it's a, I don't is, think it's a problem. I don't think it's a problem. I'm gonna, I don't think I'm it is say either. That it's a good idea. I don't think it point. is either. I I I think the way you guys did is great because the branding, the content, the the UX, UI, all that stuff is yep. so well done. Yeah, it's a beautiful app. Beautiful I'll hold design. for a long time. Yeah, you know what you should do is buy more. I have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, if I had buying. money, you're making real money dollars. I, I'm not in that position right now. <laughs> if I was, I would be buying, buy a little I would bit be I, yeah, buying yeah. up Giddy, but not just Giddy. I'd be buying up some of the mutual funds we have yeah, on yeah. Giddy. Right, which pools. I have been. Yeah, oh, you yeah. have been? Yeah, I mean, there's, you can get USDC with Ethereum and, and, uh, and a Bitcoin blend on the curve. I think it's on curve or balancer. And you yeah. can put these, it's like a real, and you're owning those on chain, which is like, you're custodian them. I mean, you don't have to like ask for FTX to get your funds out or right. or coin or any of those, or even Coinbase. Mm-hmm. You're you're it's permissionless. It's it's your it's the basic. I've been telling people lately, and I get really excited and emotional when I talk about this because it's it's a fascinating concept. But custodianship means that it's like right now, if you if I gave you a twenty dollar bill or bill, your custodian of that ship of that would be like putting in your mattress, keeping your pocket, putting your wallet, mm-hmm. putting it in a lamp, you know, like some, one of those big water buckets people put coins in, that's, you have that money and you can pick and choose how it, what, what you do with it. When you give it to the bank, you no longer have any control of right. what they do with it. You give it to Wells Fargo, you give it to even a brokerage account, you've lost custodianship of your money yeah. and so you're trusting them. Like BlockFi was more that BlockFi model. was completely custodian. Yeah. yeah. So you, you transferred the money in. Then you, you have didn't to, have the, you might get it back after five days or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Or you yeah. lost it. Some people yeah. lost them. Or you take loans out on it and then yeah. you, you're. And, and, and Coinbase is custodian. But what happened is right. people built ways to do custodianship um, with hardware wallet. So you can mm-hmm. put it on like a ledger mm-hmm. or you can put it on a, like a software wallet, like a MetaMask. Yeah. And so what Giddy is, is basically like if you had digital gold or digital anything, you you get to own that and do what you want with it in a digital wallet. So it's like a digital pocket, digital wallet. Put it in there and it's encrypted by a key that is your key, but it's also uniquely, we've like put it like a rat, like a horcrux, like Harry Potter that's, it's in several different places and reconstructs mm-hmm. for you to log in with. So it's not a key that you have to memorize. You can if you want, but you don't have to go write it down with a big seed phrase like everyone does mm-hmm. with these other places, which gives me a lot of anxiety. Oh, it I, gives when, me so much. When, when I, when I was know, doing, I yeah. buying Giddy when it was on MetaMask and yeah. I had to do the freaking, you know, however many words or whatever, I like I have it written down on a piece of paper in a safe somewhere or something. But do you that, have it digitally anywhere? No. Because oh, it tells you I, not to, but I feel yeah. like I should, right? But it just—I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I—I feel like I have higher chance of losing it because of my own error than someone yeah. stealing it. Yeah. So I—I I have it digitally. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually doing a. I have friends that are going to figure out how to do like clean up your wallets and get you out of your original wallets, mm-hmm. and remove and revoke all the permissions that you may have gave a wallet mm-hmm. to access certain smart contracts mm-hmm. and approve. There's a lot of things coming out around taxes and smart contracts and and wallet security and ways to just kind of have uh, best practices. It's it's just such a new concept that Mm -hmm. no one really knows how to do this. No one one really knows how to store their keys. And so that's why Giddy made a really easy email only. And then the key gets created and sharded between your email and your phone. Do you prefer founding businesses or being a free man and just investing businesses? Being an investor is glorious. It's yeah. fun because if you get the energy, it's not about the return. I've never, I've actually been investing for eight years now. And the mm-hmm. first return I got mm-hmm. was Donut Media. You know yeah. those guys? Great. Sold last year. It's awesome. And I made that investment in 2015 or 16 when I was out in, in um It's such Disney. an interesting investment for you. It was. And when you said you did it, I'm like, wait. The same donut, like the yeah. car dudes I watch on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. you, you drive the same damn Subaru, yeah. you know, <laughs> for whatever. like seven years, eight years. But no, yeah. so that was so my first great. investment. And it, or sorry, one of my first investments, but my first exit. Yeah. So investing so far, hundreds that I've done, you know, little checks from, I've done from yeah. 5,000 to 250,000 and two yeah. various companies, usually in the seed stage. Mm-hmm. I'm almost all exclusively in the seed stage. And, and truthfully, that that work is not. Uh, I have I have no return yet in any of that except for donut. 
Yeah. So it's fun, but not because it's it's well, it's what about a, Nomi a, Health and then they did really well. I did take some chips off the table. That yeah. was just because they had a financing round that I could do that. But here's here's what yeah. here's what uh, is exciting about investing for me is every day I get to see a pitch deck or a, a company's vision for the future. Uh huh. So I get to see what they think the future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I, it's almost like watching a, a Netflix series or a sci-fi channel. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you think about it, if you see ten a day mm-hmm. and times that by almost every day you're actually starting to see the future because you're getting enough sample of some of, of them what are pe- going to hit. Yeah, well, you're getting enough sample of what people think the future will look like yeah. that you start to, there's this meta that's a, is kind of around that. Yeah. Um, and so, you start to understand uh, something that's actually not on the paper mm-hmm. when you see enough of them. And that's, and that's what makes it fun too, is that it's like, I love hearing, I love visualizing things that aren't yet created. And so founders just make for a really fun time to talk to and see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's obnoxious because they just don't know what they're doing at all. But then right. I, but I relate because I was there, and so I'm like, I gotta tell them you don't know what you're doing at all, and uh, and don't and it and that shouldn't hurt your feelings. And here's like some simple things to do that just can re- reverse some of the tragic steps you might make that will give you like two years of heartburn. But the other thing is, is that the way they digest and receive that knowledge or that information shows you how they are as a company leader or a founder. Correct. Like if they, if they take it or are offended by it or if they get like defensive and stuff, you could usually tell their temperament as a leader and how they are going to be when it comes to how advisable they are. Uh, and, and we talk, my partner Trent Mono, we talk about this almost every day because for everything we think, like for every thesis we have or like belief we have, we, there's always an anomaly too. Mm-hmm. There's always this arrogant Son of a bitch, then you're yeah. just like, what are you? And then they ended up having the <laughs> most success, you know? Yeah. So you can't just, we, there's not the only, the only fixed rule we have is that we like co founders, mm-hmm. not just single, you know, solo entrepreneurs. And then we also like, we only invest in Utah. And so it's really easy for us to kind of, that's our thesis. And so we look at, and, and it's pre seed seed. So it's like we're only looking at new companies mm-hmm. that are in tech. And what are the, what are are the bet sizes that you do? What's that? Like the bet sizes that you do. We're, we're, we started around, our first few checks were 50K. Now they're mm-hmm. 100, 150K. Okay. And they'll get bigger. And, and we're actually realizing that it's better to double down on, like we at first thought we were just going to fund everything and then never do follow on just because we were just like that first check. Yeah. But now we're realizing that um, we want to go bigger into the, the bets we've exciting. already made. So, yeah. so we've well, got a, we've, follow, we doubled you, down about five of our deals. You, you get a follow them and... And and get the updates and see where things are at when they're yeah. doing those rounds. Oh yeah, yeah. You should you should double down on Dry if I ever do a fundraising round. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I ever that's want a, that's to. A, that's, a, that's a bold way to look at it. It's growing that's profitably. That's what Kirk believes about his business that when they go public, that you'll want to buy more shares, not mm-hmm. sell your shares. I mean, that's I, a bold way to talk. Yeah, I respect that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you were to offer me something right now, I would take some liquidity. I'm, yeah. a li- I'm in a liquidity crunch. No, sorry. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't want to buy my shares. No, I already. Did you paid, believe in it? <laughs> I already paid your original investment back. I know, but yeah. don't you want some sh- more shares to derive? It's gonna be so big. Uh, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to watch you suffer a little bit. <laughs> you like, little, you little like back the, to that you foam like pad. cash crunches. Yeah. You want to sleep with me in the back of the suburban? Yeah, I'm waiting or for the your Subaru phone again. call asking me to invest. I need to pay salaries. Please help. <laughs> Oh man, that'll be funny. I've done that before with you a long time ago. It's been a while. Well, what's next then? You've got stacked. Well, I guess can I say that now? Yeah, we should you, say it because it's out. You, it's out. It's already published. Yeah, you, you and and Kirk are building something, and I get to be a part of it, which is exciting. You know, yeah, you're, this is this is cool. We're announcing it here right now. We just yeah. came out of a stack meeting, and we'll interview Kirk. Yeah, you know, he'll be he, on it. He so Kirk's to, an important character in in my story of the last eight years because yeah. he, he was with me. He sold his company Snapchat at the same time. Mine mm-hmm. sold to Disney. So we were out there and Both I was in Clover City. Both moved to California at the, was, same, yeah, time. Yeah, the yeah. same time. He would apply a visit. I was in Clover mm-hmm. City and we'd meet at his apartment a lot of times mm-hmm. at night and just learn about uh, mostly AI and blockchain at the time. Yeah. Every night it was just some form of that with some other weird shit. You know I mean? There's always... There's always something that sneaks in there, but uh, your first weed gummy, <laughs> first weed gummy was out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and I, so anyway, if you get, 
I, I really think weed does help you find and and understand the blockchain a little clearer. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard to believe it. Until it all you, makes sense it all now. Makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was out there that he's like Scott, buy these Bitcoin, tattoo the address on your hand, never sell them. That was my that was kind of the first principles that I learned out there. And Wait, the Kirk total. did that? Yeah, I didn't know it was Kirk. Kirk got me into Bitcoin. That's sweet. Hundred percent. So. Wow. So it's been that we've tinkered, invested in a lot of things together. Mm-hmm. He invested in Wooly, all these other companies I've had, and and he's he's the most prolific investor in Utah. Yeah, he he does almost every Angelist deal that looks you know good to him. So he's yeah. he's got where you know I have hundreds. He probably has five hundred thousand. What what value are do you hope to bring to Stacked? He wants me. To I be still the haven't C- figured C- it out. He wants me to be the C- <laughs> CXO. What does that mean? I th- I'm supposed to. Um, Build the experience. Are you? Yeah. Oh, well, in the packaging meetings about building the experience, you've been sitting on your phone the whole time. I think the experience comes later. Okay. No, it's, it's, hey, I'm at the packaging meeting. That's true. It's a big move. You, I haven't seen you attend this many meetings, <laughs> so I'm very impressed. Okay. I think it's, I think it's an incredible, uh, you know, future. I, I, Kirk said, he said, you don't have to do anything, Scott. You just buy his side, though. That's that's enough. He just that's said supportive. he just said you don't have to do anything. He just I want good vibes and I want to know how. To, but he's been tapping a lot of my brain on having like working with ambassadors and mm-hmm. affiliates. So yeah, one thing I've been testing for the last five years is is first start when I got the Tesla mm-hmm. and the Tesla oh, had a referral Tesla program. Dad. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, wow. They told me right in the app the milestones in which I can earn certain things with Tesla if I refer people. Mm-hmm. So I went out and bought teslad.com, which is now porn site. I found out. It's, I let it lapse and someone got it. So don't, don't go that to Tesla. That is so weird. Yeah. Second time that's happened to me. Wow. My, my Second Twitter, time. My Twitter, my Twitter account got hacked, <laughs> my original one. And it turned into uh, some, some Russians turned into porn. <laughs> wow. I did this thing with that Tesla where I, I, I started making content to get mm-hmm. the referrals so that I could get, if I got 50, I would get this Roadster. And I'm like, I'm getting the Roadster. I'm going to get 50 referrals. I don't think I was you that, could handle a car that I fast. Thought, I was so confident. I probably couldn't, but I was so confident I was going to get it. But I, I only got 10. Did they referrals. shut it down? I only got 10 yeah, is they, still yeah, pretty good, it. though. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's a decent. Still amazing. That's I got over a ton half a million of stuff in sales. with it, too. I got yeah. a ton of things from that. Yeah. So, and and that's a lot of sales. That's, that's, I mean, that means that's I moved impressive. like a hundred, like a million dollars of Teslas. Yeah. And then I started doing with financial apps, like mm-hmm. uh, this one called Public that came out. And any if I had a credit card, like a business credit card, like Brex, they had one I did yeah. that with. So any anything that gives a referral program, that's what Giddy's doing. I'm meeting. I mean, with, you're an influencer. I'm, I'm a micro influencer in the, in the. You had 50k or so. Oh, before a, I got banned. Yeah, yeah that's I a was an influencer. Following. But on, the thing is, LinkedIn. I feel like LinkedIn. You're you're gonna get more eyes than having 50k followers on Instagram too. So it's you, oh, I think well, your audience is yeah, is your audience is probably so most tighter, prolific, more visible. Uh, what am I saying? Well, and and the the audience is probably a better purchaser for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, you got to think Instagram 50k LinkedIn followers is like a quarter million Instagram followers. I feel like you know yeah, what, and you know the, I mean? and these LinkedIn people were um were actually like Very a lot of more professional CEOs and stuff. Yeah. So it's like a lot of money there. Yeah. And I've noticed something is that there's the content. It wasn't about followers, but I could I could make content that would do decent in engagement. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I would get conversations started. Yeah. And I'd post. You know, I had over thirty million views on my content LinkedIn before it got banned. That's, That's impressive. And so it had a lot of eyeballs, but yeah, it's just a different network than an Instagram. Mm-hmm. One's a lifestyle. One's kind of showing off certain things, and LinkedIn's. You have to be a little more cerebral in the post. It takes yeah. a little more time. And mm-hmm. that wasn't easy for me because I mm-hmm. usually would type and have a ton of errors. And it's it's your, while you're doing your morning business, you're morning, doing your every, LinkedIn every post. Morning business, <laughs> 10 minutes, yeah. your ass cheeks start to fall asleep because you're yeah. sitting on the toilet so long trying to get the, uh, Is it good, the post Other done. health issues from doing that. There's other stuff. Yeah. I think Scott's I might post. have a hernia from stress yeah. posts. What are the, what are the little hemorrhoids? Things, hemorrhoids? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, then what's next then? So Stack's next. And so Stack's going to be the... Uh, if you're going to divide your focus, because you, obviously you're going to still have Convoy Ventures going on. You're still going to have... Yeah, I still have to do Convoy. I still have Cryptopia. Cryptopia. This is an event. Um, Giddy, which you still... Are actively Giddy, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a board member and an active uh, yeah. biggest investor and very, very much probably the biggest 
what do you want to say? Like enthu- enthusiast. Of, I mean, I, I am I am a major promoter of the that. DeFi That's Jedi. what got me kicked off LinkedIn was me sharing Giddy. So interesting. Um, so I I've gone to town for Giddy and I believe in it. Yeah. And uh, but stacked, would you say is going to be fifty percent of your time? Thirty percent. Stacks going to increasingly become a lot more of my time. Yeah. Because it's going to be a because an it, because operational it's really fun monster. Because it's working with people that are, you know, Kirk doesn't hire anyone that doesn't bring uh, fun and I, creativity to the table, and so yeah. it's not work. My time yeah. will be spent, yeah, uh, learning and growing Stack, and uh, and and we don't even know what that is yet. It's totally different vertical. Yeah, it's, it's something I've never been in. I don't take supplements. I've never done vitamins. I'm not yeah. good at routine. Well, we will so now. everything about this is, well, that's what I love about it. If, this, if I can be a customer of this, mm-hmm. and which I already want to be, and I already mm-hmm. have been, then it will really change. Uh, I think we'll hit a, I'll hit, I think we'll have a really large addressable market if mm-hmm. I can be a customer and if my daughter can be a customer. And yeah. what it is, is it's a night and day supplement that, yeah. well, the thing is, for everybody. The thing I like about it is I've always had a hard time figuring out what supplements take. Yeah. You know, like I'd get a bottle of like men's daily. Yeah. And then like I'd stop taking it yeah. or something and be like, oh no, I need vitamin D. Let's get, and, well, <laughs> let's get a bottle of that. It's like, it's like, it's also just not fun. Like there's not a part of like unscrewing a lid and popping in some big fat yeah. b- bland white pills in your mouth or yep. gel things. Like mm-hmm. what you, what you're doing and helping stack with is, is that I think, I think the process of taking this supplement and having this community and this app and the artificial intelligence, machine learning stuff that's going on in the background to keep you informed of like how your body's changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to get all these biomarkers with we want to. We want to we, that's why I've got this whoop on. Got the Apple Watch. I'm going to test the Aura Ring next. Where we're trying to figure mm-hmm. out what what is the body giving us as readouts that's coming out of like because we just no one's going daily to get their blood tested at, at the doctor yeah. and, and when they do I just did it the other day they don't give you anything that you can go put into a computer and analyze so mm-hmm. we're just not we're just we don't have data we have more data on like our kids' phones and you know our nineteen. 18. I mean, like the cars, we have more readouts and more markers than we do our own bodies. And yeah. yet the body is probably the most important thing. Living is probably the most important thing. And yet zero, like just not a lot of feedback. And so we're thinking that's a problem. And hmm. and uh, that's how the medicine, that's how the supplements will eventually change is that it'll be uh, the first, the first years I think are going to be just get everybody topped off and have their oil and there's, you know, their driving their fluids all like topped off the vitamin D, the magnesium and the vitamin C, but then it's going to personalization based on what your uh, smart devices are telling you and what your blood uh, tests are telling you. Then we want to personalize it. And that's mm-hmm. what you, that's where you come in. How do we make a machine that can personalize millions of Yeah. I have refills? some ideas. Yeah. Here's, here's a question. Thinking back to when we met, Yeah. if you were to go, remember, remember when you interviewed me, I came for the sales interview and then came back for the second interview and the VP of sales at the time wasn't there. So you and I ended up interviewing with Nick in that dark room. Remember? Yeah. It was like no furniture there. Yeah, you like no dragged furniture. a chair yeah, in there. Like, okay, chairs. let's sit in here. I remember that really well. Yeah. Okay. So going back to that time, what would you tell yourself to set it, set up that relationship with more success between you and I? Wait, wait, wait! You're so saying, if you're you if you could, could right now, over. knowing where we're at, go yeah. back and whis- and say say whisper one thing in the ear of yourself during that interview with me. What would you have said? Nothing different. Nothing different. I don't change anything. I, don't I feel the same way. I don't regret or change anything because it would have. You know what would have sucked? Could it, what could have something could have daf- uh, happened differently? And I, I don't think I think everything. Happen for you the way it needed to happen. Oh yes, it to happen, so. you know what would have sucked though what? if that 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 VP of sales you had, who didn't like me the most. I don't Ryan. think. Yeah, I don't think he liked me very okay. much. What if he said no to me, and we never worked together? That doesn't happen. Would that suck? I know, but that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Everything happens how it's supposed to happen. Yeah, you remember you were like sitting there like, yeah, let's build you a computer right now. You want to start engineering right now? <laughs> Screw the sales gig. <laughs> yeah, I love that. What I'm do like, you need? Tell me what kind of computer engineer you down need. here. Let's do this. We, don't, we have enough sales people. I think Kyle <laughs> talked you out of it when you went upstairs after that and were like, well, what if we did this? Yeah, he's, he's like, no, he's don't do that. He's good at slowing things down. I like showed up early and there was no computer there for me and stuff. <laughs> remember like that following Monday and I'm just like sitting there like, uh, okay, oh, what do I do fun. now? That's pretty funny. 
That was great. Those are moments, man. Those are like those are key moments and core memories that change your career when, mm-hmm. you, when you moved when you just took a chance and got yourself out of the sales floor by mm-hmm. by talking to clients and trying to engineer them shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, like oh, when you're supposed to be selling them something, you're like, let me build this. Well, my numbers aren't very good. I can't pay my rent, Scott. So I need a different job from you. What do you got? That's basically what happened. Oh man, that was fun. That's good. Good history. You know, people ask this question in a lot of podcasts. Like, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Mm-hmm. I, I would have just said buy Bitcoin earlier. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's about always, it. That's always interesting. But even then, you could, like, something could have happened, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're happy where you're at right yeah. now, yeah. then I, you shouldn't want to tell yourself anything different. Yeah, except for maybe just like, you know, only sell half your Apple stock. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're not hearing, like, if yeah. anything happened different... So True. I, I might have like waited a traffic light for like mm-hmm. a different two seconds and got rear-ended or yeah. T-boned. So I just like, I like exactly what happened. Don't me change too. any of it. True. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So give me some takeaway, some, those main field notes that, that we discussed. Think about, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I said. Well, some just of the like, field notes that I think I that think we got to reminisce on this thing. I was yeah. Wrong. But there's some main takeaways. Like what, what are those main hitters? Like, for example, your ability to pivot. Pivot's important. Important. It's also um, like look at what you did going from a sunglass hut meeting to Voto to Instafluence to exit. Right. Like you, if you didn't quick, and I remember those pivots were like within a day. I yeah, remember. I remember when it is, went from Voto to Instafluence. I mean, that was like a like a two yeah, three day my, decision. That's my brain, that's it was my, like that's what that's ADHD. But it's good manifested. though. I have the same thing. Obviously, yeah, it's like yeah. you know. Sometimes you just have to be like, okay, we're not doing this. I remember like when it, it, it literally becomes boring to me. It's like yeah. oh, I don't want to. do it. I can't see that future anymore. Mm-hmm. Pivot. Like, yeah, I just not interested. Pivot. You know, our brains are really strong. Like they got, they want to build the thing they see. Mm-hmm. They want to make it real. And mm-hmm. so if your brain just can't stay with that and you can pivot and see a new future, follow that dream, like whatever that, that vision is. And that's, and that's, I can't not do that. And so the second I get bored of the problem or don't see the future of it. And that's, that's why I know things like stack and giddy are really good is I continually mm-hmm. have reaffirm reaffirmation what the future of that looks like. And it could continue to evolve and yeah. add other yeah. verticals within teams that are know? amazing building it. Yeah. yeah. Which is so. So stacked is interesting because the, potential of, of pivoting and all the different products you can offer, which at the end of the day still tie back to the same principle and delivery yeah. method. Yeah. But it's like, it makes it where you can basically provide something for every single human on this planet and help their, yeah. their health. Yeah. Which to me, yeah, I think is problem, pretty We cool. know we can do that. The, the question is, can we get people to believe that that's what we're doing? Trust, Over time. Trust is so low yeah. on anything getting shipped, anything you pay for that, mm-hmm. that you have to put in your body. Like we basically don't believe anything and we just try it mm-hmm. and then we like try to feel something after we take something and mm-hmm. and it's very hard for most uh supplements or nootropics or whatever to to actually feel anything and so yeah. we're gonna have a lot of it's gonna take a while to gain trust and that's what we talk about the most one we, of the things we're doing is we're building most of the company with ai meaning mm-hmm. we've we ask ai a lot of questions and mm-hmm. use it as part of like our board member is this the one team. that you text it with yeah is it the same one or is it yeah, a different it's, one? It's GPT test three. Yeah. It's, a, it's a current, but four is coming out real soon. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a thousand times more than the one we're using. It's crazy. So we, we like using the AI to inform us on decisions. Better to use like a million brains versus just one. Although yeah, yeah, you should use any in isolation. You definitely mm-hmm. still want the humans. They're organic. Our, our gray matter is still pretty important, whatever's in mm-hmm. between our ears. And, and technically, don't, don't our needs determine... Yes. what information the yes. AI provides us yes. anyway. So in a weird way, we're still So if, like, if our needs evolve, the AI needs us to evolve so it can tell us the accurate so. information or whatever. I'm going to steal, steal your car. Why? Because you would take my car. I'm not taking your car. Are you getting, no, your car isn't loud deal. enough for me. I'm going to swap the just today, then we'll swap tomorrow. No, I will not Please let you drive my this. car. No. I cannot get to my next podcast. If time. you wreck my car... Clock. Then you have to I promise, buy I'll me. I'll, I'll, I'll give Venmo you. I'll give you a down payment. You can hold an escrow. Venmo me a hundred grand. Um, I think Giddy's almost there. We gotta wait like two days and maybe we'll be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, just do something. Okay, this. Where is it located? Silicon Slopes. Uh, this is my where home. is it located? Silicon Slopes. Where's that? Lehigh. I'll drive you. Okay. But then we got <laughs> then we gotta get my other thing into the. I'll join right the now. podcast with you. Okay, do. 
Can I? You can be in there. Benton's in there. He's running it. Oh, then I'll definitely do it. Yeah, with come you. down. What's it about? Same thing. Okay, Web let's three. do it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and there we have it. Interview with Scott Paul. That was that was awesome. It was great to catch up with him, even though we talk a lot. But it's fun to chat and ask him questions on things that hopefully he hasn't thought about in a while. So some great takeaways. You know, definitely one that I live by is that high risk has high reward. You know, you have to take the risk to get those big payouts. <laughs> They're nerve-wracking, but it's worth it. You'll definitely find more success if you find fun and building value in the company. I think that's part of it. You know, I learned a lot about company culture from him. It was always exciting to go to work when I worked for him. And I feel like at the current company I run, that's very important here. So I see a lot of value in that. And I think the team sees that value. I don't know. Do you see the value in that? Okay, great. See, validated. Another note that he said, which I thought was interesting, is that it's okay to be attention-seeking and to get out there and make some noise, which he's proven to be successful, which is a lot of the reason why he's had so many great opportunities to invest in early stage companies because people want to pitch him and get in front of him. So if he wasn't that outspoken and aggressive on LinkedIn, he probably would not have had a lot of those opportunities. You know, interactive with the community by seeing what's going on and where he should focus his energy. And I like to do that as well, especially in the consumer product space. And I definitely agree that that's a super valuable way to stay connected and intertwined with the industry, which is why you should listen to Founders Field Notes because I have those people sitting right next to me here. Keep an eye on his next venture, Stacked. He's working with Kirk, which we'll interview soon as well, so you'll learn from him in the future. And thanks for listening and watching. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. Where else are we? YouTube podcast places all over the place you'll find us just search us i gotta go to a meeting